line with me is someone who uh, I've very, very fortunate and very honored to consider acquaintance, if I could. I don't know if I want to use the word friend because, quite frankly, uh, I don't know if I've earned that privilege yet. But I have on the line uh, Yvette. Uh, you can find her on uh, AmateurPorn.com under the tag Honeycakes. Hi, Yvette. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well, and I would say that you could consider yourself a friend. I consider you a friend, Okay, for I, sure. I can mark that off the bucket list then. Uh, so <laughs> you and I have been talking for quite some time, and just so we could get it out of the way, your official title, it, we well, we, we kind of came up with a title because you do a variety of different things, but the best description, which is a broad description of what you do, you're an independent adult content creator. You mostly work online. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I tried uh, I tried the stripping game for a minute, and that wasn't for me. I very much enjoy having the Internet medium. I, I think because I've been using the Internet for so long that it's really comfortable for me. I feel like I have a lot of control. I can access all kinds of resources, and I can find people that are looking for what I can provide. Absolutely. Well, there's a massive difference between stripping and uh, creating uh, content out of the privacy of your own home and privacy being the big thing. If you're out there at a strip mm-hmm. club or a ripper joint and you are within contact distance of the patrons that are there and uh, the privacy and the comfort level kind of has to be uh, something you have to either become accustomed to or just kind of throw out the window and throw all your faith into the people running that establishment, which can be quite daunting. Yeah, absolutely. And I have, like, absolutely the utmost respect for girls who stripping clubs. I just couldn't do it because of, like, my schedule primarily. And and I feel like because of what I've gotten so used to providing on the Internet, it's been a lot of specialized niche stuff that it kind of – it just didn't feel like I fit in very well there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What exactly is the niche stuff that you provide? Wow, so I provide uh, usually stuff on custom commission basis. So I have people that request a lot of fetish work, people that want me to strip my clothes off and dance around, some people that, you know, want me to do some more hardcore things. It really just runs the gamut on what people are requesting from me. A lot of stuff I do is personalized and really doesn't see the light of day on the Internet. It just goes for me to whatever custom client ordered or the video or photos or whatever. But then also I do a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, I feel like doing this today. Why not film it, see what people think. <laughs> you get you get the opportunity to be creative as well as to yeah. basically uh, fill the desires and fantasies of other people. Absolutely, yeah. And I've always been a very, I've always been a bit of an exhibitionist. I've always been a very open-minded person sexually anyway. So it's fun to get to experiment with a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't have thought of before. And because I've had so many clients ask for so many different things, it kind of opens up the door creatively in my brain where I'm like, huh, what if I combine these two things? Or, I mean, it's even allowed me to experiment with things that I found, like, really stimulating that I never would have expected to really be into. <laughs> it really opens your world up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super fun. So how did how did someone how much someone like you get started into this? You said you're an exhibitionist at heart, but there's mm-hmm. I, I would have to believe that there's quite the jump between being an exhibitionist on your own accord and then moving into basically 
trying to create a lifestyle and a business out of this? So I think uh, what happened was I was I was living in a foreign country at the time and uh, had had some immigration snafus. And the first time I was with at the time, they had a really great job, and I was able to help them with their job um, and, like, leading tours and guiding people, which is something I really enjoy. But I needed a way to make money on my own time, and it was something that I had always been interested in. And since it would allow me to keep a completely open schedule, I was like, hmm, why not now? I mean, there's no, like, I don't, I think for a lot of people, they wouldn't go into doing such a job if they had any, like, desires to, like, work with children in the future, or if someone was thinking about having kids in the future, then they'd probably be like, oh, I don't want them to find things on the internet that may be deemed unsavory in whatever culture they're living in. For me, personally, no interest in ever working with kids, no interest in ever having kids, and no real... No real judgment that could come my way that would really upset my life. So I figured, no, why not now? And I started doing some research. I started reading. And I joined a campsite, like one of those live streaming sites. Mm. And I did that for a while. I thought it was fun. But then I started asking myself, well, a lot of these people, they want pretty much the same thing. And I have to sit in front of my computer for so many hours. And honestly, that cuts into the time when I could be enjoying hobbies and other stuff that I like to do. So then I started getting into making custom videos and custom photos because then I could do a performance once and then turn around and sell it to whoever would want it without having to be in my bedroom all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> You're scheduled to be on camera from this hour to this hour, and I can imagine that being in that world, it can be quite frustrating and or boring because essentially you are basically required to be on stage on all the time and performing and you have a very very little freedom yeah yeah or or i mean when i was live streaming i spent a lot of time just like chatting with people that would come into my room and engaging in conversation and then you know you're you're doing the hustle you're trying to get them to take you into a private session or send you tips or whatever Mm. and that's fun but it was very hard for me to establish I uh, feel like a lasting customer client relationship in that kind of environment because you can't really like have a deep conversation with one person you've got six people trying to talk to you about six different things and for me I'd much rather rather than having someone come in and just you know buy a private session and then disappear I'd like to you know everyone every business likes repeat customers yeah so yeah <laughs> I find that what worked better for me was getting to know people, getting getting to know my clients, getting to know, like, not only what their fantasies are, but what's the root of those fantasies and what other things can they connect to it? How can we make this a better experience where they feel like they're getting the most bang for their buck? You have a very unique situation, though, because uh, you live in a very different part of the United States, and it has its own culture. It has its own atmosphere. It has its own environment. You live in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do. I live in in the biggest, most wild state. And part of why I do is because I really enjoy a lot of outdoor pursuits. I love skiing. I love biking, backpacking. And the state has the most of that to offer. It does get a little complicated for filming in the winter because people will be like, oh, will you film this outside? And I'm like, it's 40 below. (laughs) (laughs) You're not paying me enough. (laughs) It's. Well, it's 
dark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take all my lights out there in the dark. Well, it's freezing cold and get naked for you. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a dollar point where I would be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Cause I'm, I'm an experimental brave girl. But no one's offered me that much money yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what someone would ask or how much they would have to pay. But here's hoping that, mm. uh, you know, at some point in time, it's it would definitely be worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it comes up, hey, if there's someone out there listening that really wants to see that, let's negotiate. <laughs> By all means. Amateurporn.com slash honeycakes, all one word. You have an opportunity to also take advantage of the the environment and the atmosphere as well as just the beautiful scenery in your area as uh, some of your content is outside and you take advantage of not only the forestry, but also like the lakes and the rivers and whatnot. Do you have like that uh, nature, creativity, artistic side in you naturally? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, growing up, I was I was always out camping and backpacking and stuff with my family, and it instilled in me a great respect and deep love of natural surroundings in the wilderness. I feel very at peace outside. And, you know, what was, like I said, my hobbies, like skiing and all that, you know, it's all, it's all about getting outside. I think, I think uh, I feel most free and most comfortable in the out of doors. And yeah, like I said, Alaska's got so much of it to offer. And it's all so nice. I always tell people you can't honestly take a bad landscape photo here. Really? Yeah, you can't. It's <laughs> just too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 something to do with the uh, United States as well as being in Alaska is the fact that uh, it seems as though the government climate and when it comes and the opinion when it comes to adult workers has changed dramatically. Uh, for myself personally, I believe that as long as you're not doing any harm to anyone else, I mean, to each their own, what they do in their private life or what they do to create a profession, as long as it's not illegal, then have at her. But it seems as though a lot of politicians are speaking up lately saying that uh, adult workers of not just specific jobs, but all, all across the board are uh, to be regulated and or have a cease and desist order, or they're just an abomination. I'm, I'm just borrowing words uh, to modern society and a quote unquote right way of life. I, I've made my opinion known that to each their own and for crying out loud, leave the people the fuck alone. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the political climate, as it were. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty opinionated about it. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing what I do. Hmm. I've been doing this for about six years now. I've, I've seen a lot of ups and downs happen in the economy and with it, like in, in the industry's economy. And it's, you know, it's, it's already, things are already strange because you have companies like Pornhub, you know, which, which set out to utterly destroy the market. And there's plenty of information on how they did that. And, and how, you know, those people are being accountable, held accountable for what they've done as far as, like, piracy. And and you have independent workers who are suffering the most because of the political environment and what's going on economically in the industry. And it's, it's kind of, it's always been a strained industry. It's always been something that people have looked down on. And it's utterly absurd to me. It's utterly absurd because even monkeys will participate in sex work. They did a study where they found that, you know, when they gave certain monkeys, specifically male monkeys, um, currency with which to acquire food from handlers, mm -hmm. um, the, the female monkeys or 
I'm not sure if they did it with, with both sexes, would, would happily do sexual favors in exchange for this currency. So when people say prostitution or sex work is the oldest industry in the world, it absolutely is. Because if it's a win-win, it's a win-win. There are plenty of people, I think, that, that come to me that don't want to waste their time in the dating scene. Either they have too much career involvement, they don't have time for it. And then if they have a very specific fetish, trying to find someone who's also going to be down for that, just becomes very complicated and it can result in a lot of emotional turmoil. There's, like, absolutely nothing wrong with sex and sexuality. There's nothing inherently shameful about it. And I think that there are people in our government who find it inherently shameful because of their upbringing or maybe because of their own insecurities. But I think it's 100% not right for them to take their personal opinions on sex and try to apply them to an entire country of people of diverse backgrounds and needs and desires. It's just, it's crazy to me. I think, I agree with you. If, if nobody's getting hurt, if everyone's consenting, where's the problem? Exactly. It, it, and that's, that's, that seems to be the, the mindset of uh, modern society these days where it's everyone's private business has to be someone else's public business. And it's, it's just not necessary. Uh, you don't need to know what this person is doing or the fact that what they're eating is GMO or non-GMO or mm-hmm. if they're bisexual or not or if they go to church and which church do they go to. Is it really anyone else's business other than their own? And if it's that much of a concern for you, then that person needs to go out and get a hobby and distract themselves from other people's lives. Exactly. If your life is so boring that you've got to get wrapped up in other people's goings on, like, seriously, please get a hobby. <laughs> You're like, I'm not particularly religious. I was raised religious, but I'm not going to tell someone that the money that they're spending at the church is terrible. It's it's bad. It supports things that I don't believe in. Who cares? The only thing I care about as far as the church is churches being, you know, tax exempt and some churches using that to their advantage to fleece people. But I'm not going to go and try to pass legislation that's going to get into the lives of every individual pastor. Like, no, we've that's got time just... for that. We've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, exactly. Like this whole North Korea bullshit. Yeah, we've got, you know, we've got crazy things going on with our foreign policy. We've got crazy things going on with immigration and children being detained. And I'm sorry, there are more important things to focus on, like issues with labor. That the, Focusing on bringing a hammer down on sex workers, you're just hurting some of the most vulnerable people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like um, there are a lot of a lot of women who are doing some sort of sex work as a survival method, as a way to get by, and bringing taking down Backpage, bringing down the hammer on them. It's not going to it's not going to make us a more moral country at all. You're just hurting people who are vulnerable, and yeah. you're making them more vulnerable, and it's just not right. Now, we the way what we're talking about, just to clarify, what we're talking about is people who are actively and willing and, of course, are entrepreneurs and creating a business out of uh, providing entertainment, pleasure and what have you. We're not talking about people who are forced into this industry. And I wouldn't even say they're forced into this industry. They're forced into slavery, which is completely different from anything that is even remotely close to the adult uh, entertainment world. Slavery Absolutely. and entertainment are not one and the same. They're not even on the same coin. 
Yeah, exactly. And my, my personal opinion is uh, because of capitalism, you know, we all have to do things that we aren't 100% happy with. Like when people say uh, oh, porn performers or sex workers sell their bodies, I think a coal miner sells their body just as much. I yeah. mean, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a, to look at one and say it, it's, it's morally bankrupt and look at the other and not say that just because sex is involved. This, it's absurd to me. I think that we're all we're all trying to get by in this world, and however someone chooses to do that, they should be able to do it with as much safety as possible. I'm for the complete legalization of, of sex work in every way um, so that if someone is being hurt or forced, they can go and seek you know, help from someone right now in the climate that we're in. If someone is being forced, they can't go and get any help for fear of being charged with something themselves, and that's that's important to me. That's amoral to me. Yeah. It's not the work that's, that's immoral. It's the climate that we've constructed around it, which is just crazy in America right now. That's that's a great way of thinking about things, too, is that you basically everyone is, is valuing their time, their effort, their energy, and their sweat in one way or another. I mean, I get paid to do what I do, and at the end of the day, being in broadcasting, I, I become exhausted. I'm not physically doing anything, but I'm mentally working myself as well as I'm using my instrument, which is my mm-hmm. voice, and I'm still getting paid for that exhaustion. I'm paying, getting paid for that time and that effort, and the the energy that I'm putting into it just like anyone else so why mm-hmm. should why should why should an industry been one of the key factors for what made North America what it is today and I'm talking about uh, adult entertainment and the uh, mm-hmm. the escort <laughs> the escort mm-hmm. world prostitution if you want to call it that which was you I know, think sex work is probably sex work yes the most yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, but when the quote-unquote Wild West, which wasn't the Wild West, but when America and Canada were being built, it was the brothels, it was the businesswomen, it was the the people who helped create these towns that grew into in not only incredible communities but booming cities. They're the ones who help make what countries and cities are today. So to to say that it's now immoral just because so-and-so politician or so-and-so fill-in-blank here thinks that it's not a part of their world, then it, so what? Your world is not a part of my world. Why should I be interjecting into what you believe in if it mm-hmm. differs from my own? No politician should be bringing their personal moral judgments into their workplace as a government official. I agree. That's just just keep us separate for the love of God because our our country is so diverse. We have people from so many different walks of life, uh, walks of life and backgrounds that to try and apply with a broad stroke one type of morality for everyone is is it's it's folly. <laughs> it seems ineffective from the get. It's not going to work. It's in, stop trying. Yeah, it's insensitive, it's narrow-minded, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Completely absurd. I'm so glad we had this talk. <laughs> and and let, let's just be clear here. I mean, uh, according to recent news, I mean, Donald Trump is uh, definitely a fan of porn workers in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. A lot of the politicians who will get up and say something, you know, publicly, you know, denouncing... Um, denouncing the adult industry, you'll find that over and over, those are the ones who are getting exposed yeah. for, for 
for some of the most depraved things or who accidentally write into their Twitter instead of Google search something <laughs> about looking for big tits or sharing whatever photos. And it's like, all right, buddy. <laughs> little, little toothpaste there, huh? They're, they're, sure do enjoy our work. Yeah, they're, they're essentially just trying to hide and deny their own inhibitions and, and past. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's because we're also in America... I think uh, in a lot of states, like, sex ed is severely lacking, and people have um, some really, really strongly held convictions, misled though they may have been, regarding sex. And it's, it's strange, because you have these people with very intense desires, which are normal, but then they've been brought up in this culture of shame about it, where it's it's sad, really, you mm. know, because if only if only everyone could just like let loose and just relax and enjoy things sexually without feeling like they needed to 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 apologize for it somehow or to be embarrassed for it, like to take something as as fun and freeing as sexuality and and turn it into this shame filled mess. It's just like, what, why are you doing this? <laughs> why? <laughs> it, it, it really, only, it, it really mm-hmm. comes down to the fact that you know people need to stop butting into other people's private lives. If you're not hurting anyone, Absolutely. if you're not doing anything illegal, and no one is being affected in a negative way, then what is it any business of anyone else's? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Although I will say that I know it's not really anyone's business what I do, like as in, in this job of mine. Job slash art. I don't know. I see it as kind of an art in a way. I want to brush off my shoulder a little bit. <laughs> artistic. Uh, you sure. know what? I, I can concur. Uh, I can concur. <laughs> there are aspects, um, like deep aspects of what you do would be considered art. Thank you. Hmm. Um, but I, I'm very open with all of my friends about it, with people in my life. I've never, there was a time where I was very clandestine about it because I was sure, like, how am I going to feel if someone brings it up in a way to hurt me? I'm at the point in my life and in my career with this where I feel like there's enough content of mine on the internet that even if I did try to deny it, there's no way. <laughs> but I feel like the only way that it's going to be accepted as legitimate work is if people routinely repeat that it is valid work. And that includes, you know, and, and that, that goes for, for people who are in a position where they can safely talk about it. I'm not saying that every person who does this should be open about it because absolutely I don't think that I think that it's going to vary hugely based on the individual Mm. me personally I'm open about it with my friends and my coworkers, and they feel they feel comfortable enough with me that if they have questions about it they can ask about it no one's ever tried to blackmail me over it because, I mean, what are they going to say? They're going to be like, I'll tell somebody. It's like, oh, everybody knows, dude. <laughs> kind of already beats you to the punch. I don't, know, I don't know why you think you're holding something over me. But <laughs> you're not really. Because everybody knows. But but I feel like I want to foster an environment where where people can accept it as, an, as a job and see it as a job. Amen. Kudos to you. Thanks. <laughs> Have you and will you at any point in time attend any sort of adult convention? I would really like to. I don't know if those conventions are open to independent content, like independent content creators very much. I always thought of them more of like as an industry thing. Mm-hmm. I know that it's, 
I would like to attend one. I doubt there's going to be one in my state. In Alaska? And, <laughs> yeah. I doubt there's going to be one up here. And I think that, that the only thing really inhibiting me from going to something like that hmm. is I look at plane tickets going to other places, and I'm like, ooh, Japan for powder skiing or <laughs> convention. Hmm. And that's a tough choice for me. I, I'm I'm always kind of like, torn between, you know, my love of adventure and, and my love for, for what I do with this. Um, but I think someday I'd really like to. Mm. Um, I've also thought about maybe, like, heading down to California or Seattle or something and doing some scenes with other people. I think that might be really fun. But for the time being, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with having absolute control over everything that gets put out. <laughs> So so event so maybe sometime in the near future once uh, you become much bigger and uh, a more more successful business person then maybe a convention in the future but as yeah, of right now I would love to yeah yeah I would like to I just haven't looked into much of the details of it yeah it's something I would do I just haven't thought about it much what is the proper way for someone who is interested in any one of your services I guess is is that a proper way of saying yeah, it? Yeah, that would be fine of okay. putting it, yeah. Okay, so um, what's a proper way for someone to approach you? Uh, and I'm not just saying, like, they found you on a website and they pay a certain amount. I mean, like, as in demeanor and attitude and even just in language. I get so many different types of people um, with different approaches. I don't think there's any one way that works better than any anything else. As long as someone approaches me, like, with respect or... Super casual and friendly is fine. Um, just you know, don't don't expect me to to dirty talk with you for free. I guess <laughs> don't 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 ask for a bunch of freebies out the gate. You know, I, I'm fine with sending people little teasers and stuff for fun once we've established the dialogue. But really, just come in. You know, you can come by video or or just come and send me a message and you know say hello and let me know what you're interested in. Or yeah, I I, I mostly just, just start things off very casual and friendly with a conversation, and then you know if if I'm not feeling comfortable, I'll generally let someone know. But my bar for that is it's pretty way out. So gotcha. So <laughs> comfortable ba- with a lot. <laughs> so uh, imagine walking in like basically what you're trying to say is imagine walking into a specialty store a specialty establishment and it's that type of demeanor and that type of attitude you walk in where you are going into an exchange of of ideas and business and finances and just that politeness and that manner of going about it mm-hmm. is basically the best way to approach someone not unlike yourself yeah, it's- I'm gonna I'm gonna be the most open to someone who is upfront about what they want, but who is also friendly. Who we probably have some things in common. I really enjoy the conversational aspect, getting getting to know my clients and who they are. Um, you know, if they if they want that kind of relationship with me, if they want someone that they can talk to about all kinds of things, as well as someone to fulfill their their uh, their fantasies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm absolutely open to people who want to keep things just business. The the number one attitude that I dislike is someone who wants to take up a lot of my time and isn't interested in in actually making it worth my time. Gotcha. Your, your time is valuable. You gotta you gotta make mm-hmm. sure that it is worth that value. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, final question, and uh, feel free t- to uh, answer this any way you want. 
If someone were to send you a gift or to spoil you with a gift from a certain genre, and I'll use an example, what would it be? For me, if someone showed up at my door with a handful of comic books, you got me for the night. <laughs> comic books is for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. If someone was to get me a gift, that would just make me super stoked. Mm, I'm a huge fan of sex toys, metal music, gift cards for tattoos. See, I have a lot of, as far as like material things go, like I've got a huge, oh, I guess, I guess nice lingerie. Nice lingerie, sex toys, and tattoo gift cards. Wow. That'll do it. <laughs> that, that sounds like an evening altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like to provide options. Yeah. <laughs> Sex toys, metal music of any type. Oh, oh, mostly, mostly, mostly death metal grind. I, I really like. Um, I really like Full of Hell, mm. Creeper. I just went to the Northwest Terror Fest down in Seattle and I saw a whole bunch of bands that that I liked, that I knew I liked, and then of course the live performance was like, oh no, I really like them. So, so yeah, metal music of a lot of genres. I wouldn't necessarily say every. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. Gift certificate for tattoos. What's your favorite style of tattoo? Oh, it runs the gamut. Really? It really does. I just, I just love getting new artwork. Uh, I like having something that that I can take with me forever. Mm. That really, no one's gonna steal my art collection unless they start lopping off parts of my body. <laughs> um, Let's not go there. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm a person who generally has a lot of knives on them at any given time, so I'm not really worried about that. Oh, really? Um, what about if someone showed up and pre- presented you with, like, a specialty knife or a replica knife from, like, a movie or a prop or something like that? That would be cool. I like that, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I really like uh, I really like uh, knives with a Scandinavian grind on them. It's a certain way of uh, beveling the steel. It's really lasts forever. It's a longer edge. I like bushcraft knives. I like archery. I do. I'm still, like... My hobbies are all over the place. So people would surprise me with like any number of things, and I'd be like, "Me too, thanks." <laughs> well, there you go. So I really want to thank you for your time, and I, and as you stated before, your time is very valuable, and I, it's been something that I've been looking forward to for such a long time, of having a chance to finally sit down with you. Uh, I've been speaking with a vet. You can find her at amateurporn.com/honeycakes. Uh, she's an independent adult content creator and by far an incredible, incredible light. She is very much, you are very much an, an incredible person. Not only are you lighthearted, you are also very positive and you interact on a personal level that is not seen in most areas of employment, in most areas of the world, that if they did take on your mentality and your lightheartedness as well as your care. Uh, I think that this world would probably be a heck of a lot friendlier and a lot less stressed out. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. I'm <laughs> blushing. <laughs> so again, go to amateurporn.com slash honeycakes if you want to know more about a vet, uh, what she provides, and the type of person that she is. And I do recommend, at the very least, saying hi because she, you are an incredible person and definitely, at the very least, getting to know on a casual level and then if there's something out there that anyone is entertained about even possibly you can provide for them they will not be disappointed at all 
Thank you so much. This is really fun. <laughs> Thank you, Yvette.